If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA Podcast. As all of you guys know, I'm Tyler, and this is a bonus 2019-20 Georgia basketball preview edition of the show today. I'm flying solo. I've been wanting to do this show for a couple of weeks now, but to be honest, it's just kind of difficult to work it in when we're in the middle of the football season. And that's where everyone's attention, understandably so, is fully and 100% directed towards. And I just wasn't sure how much interest there would be in a basketball interlude when everyone is so laser-focused on football this time of year. But as you guys who have been listening for a while, you know, I'm not only a Georgia football guy. I'm not one of those Georgia football-only guys. Not to disparage anyone who is that way. That's totally fine. It's cool. Everyone, you do you. But uh, football is certainly my number one passion. And nothing will really ever come close to surpassing that passion. But the bottom line is, I am a Georgia guy. I don't really care about pro sports. I just don't. The Falcons, the Braves, the Hawks, they really just don't register for me. I keep up with them enough to hold like a casual conversation with friends and coworkers. But, I mean, I haven't watched a full Braves or Falcons game in in years now. I, I just... I don't spread my love. I'm fully invested in the G. I only have eyes. I only have heart for one. Uh, and I love Georgia everything. Basketball, obviously football, but basketball, baseball, tennis, big on Georgia tennis. You guys know that. You name it. If you represent the G, you have my support 100%. I'm all in. But I also do know, I recognize, that's just me. I'm the weird one. And not everyone is as into Georgia basketball as I am. But I am. I'm excited about the potential of this very young, don't get me wrong, very young Georgia basketball team. And I've been really wanting to do this preview show. I just didn't know, again, if the interest was there uh, right now to make it worth my time. But I've I've actually gotten a few requests recently asking for some hoops content. And after the bye week, this is the the perfect time to to work it in. So I figured, why not? So let's do it. Uh, And let's start here. Last year, like we all know, if you you watch Georgia basketball and keep up with the team at all, you probably gave up around the midpoint of the SEC conference slate. And I don't blame you at all for that. I get it. It was a it was a disaster. We went 11 and 21 overall and two and 16 in the league in Coach Tom Crean's first year in Athens. But this is a new year, and hope springs eternal, right? And uh, I'm actually pretty excited about the possibilities, not just for this year, but the future moving forward under Tom Crean as he keeps recruiting at a high level. And I actually I had a chance to attend our first real exhibition game last Friday here in Athens. I was one of the about, what, 2,500 maybe? And it was, it was kind of a mixed bag. I, I was really excited coming into the game to see our young talent. And as most of you know, Tom Crean, he was able to sign a top 10 class for the first time maybe ever for the Georgia basketball program. I can't 100% confirm that. I tried to look that up, but like they haven't really been keeping track of that all that long. So I can't completely confirm that, but I will say it's like at least the first top 10 class in recent history in a long time. 
with seven new additions to the program, including the big one, consensus top two players, depending on what service you look at, either the number one, number two ranked player in the nation, Anthony Edwards. And, but it's not just him, three other top 100 prospects alongside Mr. Edwards. And I was I was very impressed with all those newcomers, with, with just really number one, their athletic prowess, and also the skill sets they bring to the table. There's a lot of upside there. But on the other hand, like we, we didn't look particularly good in that game. We ended up defeating Valdosta State in an exhibition game, 93-81. to But that was despite 25 turnovers, which, man, that was very frustrating to watch because that was what we saw all last year. That was the major issue for us last season. We had a lot of issues, but turnovers and just a lack of a true point guard, that to me was the biggest issue last year. I mean, we were 337th nationally in turnovers last year. And guys, that's out of 353 teams in Division I college basketball. You just can't win like that. You just can't. And while it is a small sample size, the 25 turnovers against Valdosta State, that's at least, that's that's concerning because it's it's a trend now. Like we saw that all last year. And then you're looking forward to a new season. Hopefully we're going to fix that. And in one exhibition game, it certainly isn't fixed. And I, I recognize it's a small sample size, but... Certainly frustrating there, and uh, we were actually down for much of the first half of that game. We were down, I think it was 23-10, about midway through the first half. Uh, I think at one point it was that, and then we go on a 17-2 run to take the lead, and then we dominated the second half, and it really wasn't a game from there. We were up double digits most of the second half after an early, early, I think it was like an 8-0 run in the, in the, to open the second half, but... That first half was pretty ugly at times until we started to kind of take control of it. The starting lineup for that exhibition game, it was graduate transfer Donnell Gresham at point guard, Tyree Crump at shooting guard, who's now a senior man, been around the block for a while, um, Anthony Edwards, the big-time recruit uh, at, the, at the three spot, Rayshon Hammonds, now a junior at the four, and true freshman Tamani Kamara at the five, which that brings me to the roster, and, and that's really what I'm going to do for the most part here on the show today. I'm going to just break down the roster, look at all these guys coming back, the new guys, all of it. And I'm going to start with the newcomers because honestly, that's that's what has me all excited about the potential of this team. And I'm, I'm going to start with the highest rated recruit in our program's history, Mr. Anthony Edwards. He is a 6'5", 225-pound guard who also has the size and body to play the three at the college level. And that's really where he was playing the majority of the time in the exhibition game. He played a little at the two as well. But uh, I'm really trying, really trying not to overreact here. I recognize, again, it was one exhibition game. That's an exceedingly small sample size. But dude, this guy is 100% legit. If you didn't already know that, he's springy, fluid, can handle the ball, and has a really silky smooth jumper. Uh, He can pull up on you from anywhere on the court and absolutely drain it. He had dropped 18 points in only 25 minutes last Friday in his first appearance as a dog, went 7-11 from the field. He did have five turnovers, and that's really, honestly, was well, most of those came early in the game because it was pretty clear he was trying to force some things a little bit, but he settled in and it was really good the rest of the way. I think his best position is shooting guard where we can run him off screens and run actions to get him open, but he also has, 100% has the tools to be the primary ball handler as well if you want to want to do that with him at times. And I imagine we will. I imagine we're going to use him in a variety of ways. There's going to be times where we use him off the ball, but there's also going to be times and situations where we want to get the ball in his hands. We want, we want to use him as a playmaking point guard. And he is that guy. I'm serious, guys. He's that guy that 100% gives his team a chance, at least a chance, at least a chance to find its way somehow, maybe possibly, onto the bubble and maybe... Who knows into the NCAA tournament? It's possible. Maybe. We'll see. Um, and the next guy I want to talk about uh, is 
Uh, another guy I'm really excited about, and that is true freshman from Houston, a true freshman from Houston, Savir Wheeler. He's another one of the top 100 guys that Tom Crean signed in this year's recruiting class. He's this pretty small dude. He's 5'10", about 180 pounds. But I actually think he's he's got to weigh more than 180 pounds. I really feel like he has to. He has a kind of a Kyle Lowry type vibe about him. He is short, but he's thickish, kind of like Kyle Lowry. He's not quite as tall as Lowry. I think Lowry's about 6'1". Severe is probably 5'10", 5'11"-ish, uh, but kind of thick. Uh, and, and I'm excited about him because he is a true point guard, which is obviously something we did not have last year, and that killed us. Again, 337 nationally in turnovers. And that was really the reason we struggled so much offensively, especially with turnovers. We didn't have a lot of shooters. That didn't help things either. But we just did not have a true point guard, a primary ball handler. We just had issues with that all year long. And Wheeler, he's a very good ball handler. He has very active hands defensively. He's quick. He can get into the lane and create for teammates, which are all things that we didn't really have from that position last year. And, and while all that is great, it is great. I think, I think he's going to be a really good point guard for us. It has me very excited about what he can be in the future, but he's not quite there yet. I mean, he's not. His offensive game is still very much a work in progress. He didn't shoot much from the outside in that exhibition game, but when he did, it wasn't exactly pretty. He did do a pretty nice job of getting in lane and finishing at the rim, though. I got to give him credit there. He also, I mean, at least in one game, he was a sneaky good rebounder for a guy his size. I think he ended up with eight rebounds, led the team in that game, and really displayed good instincts. It wasn't like he was like going up against the trees there, but he really displayed good instincts and what kind of where to position himself after he missed shots. Um, he was also really quick after loose balls, really hustling around, so I love to see that. And uh, I think at the end of the day, he ended up with the exhibition game with eight points on four of nine shooting. Also had three assists in 27 minutes of action. He did not start at point guard. didn't start the game at all. But he was inserted pretty quickly and played most of the remainder of the first half and actually came out to start the second half. I think he's the guy at point guard. I really do. I think he's going to get better and better as the season progresses. So he's a guy that when you first see him, you might not think he's much, but I think uh, he's going to come around, and uh, as the season comes on, goes on, he will grow and grow and become a, a pretty good player for us this year. And in the future, I think he's going to be a really good player for us. I think he's one of those guys that's going to be in the program for a while, which is what you need. That's how you build programs. So excited about him, and think he can be an important piece of the puzzle this year for our basketball team. And before we move on to our next player, I do want to tell you guys about Vivid Seats. If you're looking for tickets, Vivid Seats is 100% the place to go. You guys know the cocktail party against Florida and Jacksonville. It's just a little over a week away, and we need every single Georgia fan possible in that stadium. We need to pack it out and paint it red once again. We know this is going to be a huge SEC East matchup, and if you want to be a part of that, and you still need tickets, Vivid Seats is the place to go. They've got you covered. I took a look at the inventory for the Florida game, and there's still a number of tickets left, a great selection, and great prices out there. You can also feel very safe with your purchases, as every single purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. And to make things even better, Vivid Seats is offering a new loyalty program that allows fans to earn back credits. All you got to do is go to the App Store or Google Play and download the mobile app now, and they will automatically enroll you in the loyalty program. You don't have to do anything other than that. And also right now, when you're ready to pull the trigger on a couple tickets, all new users can receive a discount of up to $100 just by using the promo code OVERTIME. Use Vivid Seats today. It's definitely the way to go when you're looking for tickets. Next up... I want to talk about a guy who was just outside the top 100 at number 103 nationally, according to the 247 composite. But he's a guy who I'm also really excited about, and that is combo forward Tumani Kamara from Belgium. He's a 6'8", 220-pound combo forward who has 
I mean, very little offensive game to speak of right now. Let's just be real. Very little offensive game to speak of. But he is highly athletic and has a very long frame. He actually got the start at the five, the center position, in the exhibition game. And I think he'll probably spend a lot of time playing that position this year just because we don't have a ton of size after Nick Claxton went pro and Derek Obede graduated. We just don't really have size at all. And he's one of our bigger, longer guys. He's not necessarily as tall as your typical center, but he's very long, very athletic, and is really more of that kind of new age center that can run the court, rebound, defend, block shots, and finish at the rim. That's kind of what he is. He did try 1-3 in the exhibition game, and it was a very bad air ball. Like, very bad. He's a lefty, and it just it did not look good. It wasn't even close. I'm not saying he can't shoot him, but in, in that one time I saw him take a shot uh, from the perimeter in the exhibition game, it was it was very ugly. So hopefully that was just kind of like a, a whatever kind of moment. He's actually a better shooter than that. I just didn't see much evidence of it. Uh, but he's really what Tom Crean is looking for at the four and five position. Not quite as polished offensively as Claxton was, and Claxton wasn't overly polished himself. I think actually Nick should have come back if I was him, to, to kind of polish his game up a little bit. But but Kamara is not even as polished as Claxton was last year. He's not as tall as Clax was, but he is long and skinny like Claxton. And But actually, I, I think, I mean, honestly, I, I think Kamara is a good bit more springy and athletic than Nick was last year. So, you know, it, there's some similarities, but also some differences there. He's actually a pretty good passer as well. I think he had six assists and 24 minutes of action in that exhibition game. And I really think he's going to play a lot for this year. Actually, I feel pretty confident saying he's going to play a lot for us. Again, not not very polished offensively. He's going to definitely be a work in progress from that regard. But uh, he does bring a lot to the table in terms of his his energy, his athleticism, his length, and his ability to to kind of play that five position for us. I think he's going to play it pretty well and be a good fit for what Tom Green wants to do with kind of that up-tempo type offense. Christian Brown, he's the next guy on my list. And he was another one of those top 100 recruits. Coming in at number 70 nationally, guy from Oak Hill Academy, very famous basketball program over there in Virginia. I guess up there in Virginia. Uh, he only played eight minutes in this game, but I, I saw, you know, what I saw I liked from him. He's a guy that I think can earn some more playing time as, as the season goes on. He's a decent shooter. I saw him actually shoot a little bit in high school, and, and the guy can shoot. He's got really good hops. The problem for him is that Kamara plays basically that same position, but is two inches taller a little bit, a good bit longer and more athletic right now. So I think that's one of the reasons why he didn't see more time in that exhibition game. And, and Brown, he's not going to play any at the five. He's not big enough. He's six six right now. He'll probably fill in more for Hammonds at the four and may see some spot duty at the three if we want to go a little bigger in certain situations against different teams with the matchups there. Uh, I do think he'll be a rotation guy early on with a chance to, to earn more playing time as the season goes on, if he plays well when he does get some looks. So he's a guy, another guy I think that's going to be, and all these guys, except for Edwards, I think all these guys we brought in, top 100 guys, they're going to be like program type guys. Guys that are going to stay in the program for a couple of years and develop as time goes on. And when they're juniors and seniors, I think we, can, we have a chance to be really, really good and sprinkle in some big time recruits like Anthony Edwards here and there. I think this program is, is trending in the right direction. Christian Brown kind of fits that mold. The next guy I want to talk about is the guy we got latest in the recruiting process, and that is center Rodney Howard. With Nicholas Claxton going pro, we needed size, and we needed size in a bad way. And Howard was the guy we ended up landing to give us that size. He was committed to Ole Miss for a while, all the way up until May 15, I think it was last year. But he decommitted late in the process, and two weeks later committed to us. I think it was May 29th. He's a true center prospect, really the only true center prospect at least old school center prospect on this team right now at 6'11, 245 pounds. Definitely the biggest guy on the team. But he's kind of a lumberingish guy. Honestly, like, it's not an exact comparison because their bodies are different. But the way he moved, it kind of reminded me of the way Tim Dixon used to move. You remember him from a couple years back? 
don't know how many years ago that was now, five, six, seven years ago. God, just the way he moved and kind of ramping down the court, he looked a lot like Tim Dixon, but he's bigger and thicker than Dixon. There's no doubt there. But uh, guys, Howard, uh, he's big, but he is very raw right now. He, he did try a couple of hook shots in the lane, and, and he looked to have some pretty good touch on that shot. He missed one and made another one, but looked like he had pretty good touch there. But I'm really not sure he's ready to be anything more than a big body for us right now that can play some defense and maybe rebound a little. I think that's what he will end up being this year. I think that's the role that he can fill. And that's a role that we need someone to fill. So I think Rodney Howard will have a place on this team. I think he will play. I don't know if he'll play that much. I don't know if he is as much of a fit for our offensive system with all the the space and pace, the up-tempo offense that we want to play with. So I just don't know if he's a fit there. But there will be games you know, with certain, against certain teams with matchups that he will need to play and, and play well for us. So uh, he's a guy that's going to have a role, but I just don't know if we should expect too much, especially offensively, out of him right now. But again, a, a kind of a program type guy. If he sticks around, then he can grow and become a good player for us eventually. Uh, Danell Gresham, the next guy up here on my list, he's the veteran among the newcomers. He's the newcomer, but he's not a true freshman. He's a graduate transfer point guard from Northeastern with some starting experience. He's not dynamic, guys. He's not. I'm not going to sit here and try to build him up. He's not a dynamic player. He's not flashy, but he is a solid, stable veteran presence, which is very important for a team that doesn't have much of that. Uh, He does not have the upside of Severe Wheeler. He just does not, but he did get the start in the exhibition. I imagine if I had to predict right now, that will continue to be the case early in the season until Wheeler gets his feet under him. But make no mistake, I do expect Severe Wheeler to take over and be the guy at point guard sooner rather than later, at least based off what I saw last week. Again, I recognize small sample size, but Wheeler, uh, I think he's going to be the guy. Uh, But Gresham is going to play, and he's going to be a part of this team. He ended up playing 12 minutes with five points and a couple of rebounds last Friday night. He uh, started the first half, did not start the second half. But he does give us a bigger body at point guard. I mentioned that Wheeler's a small dude. He's only about 5'10", 5'11". But uh, Gresham is 6'3". Uh, in that frame, he can be used situationally on defense to match up against bigger point guards, the kind of guys that might give Wheeler some issues. So he'll play. He'll be a, a part of this team. I just don't know if we should expect him to be like a dynamic score or anything like that. I think Wheeler, I don't know if Wheeler's ready to be a dynamic score either. I think Wheeler's the guy that's going to end up being the uh, more effective and efficient point guard as the season wears on. And before I break down our next player, I do want to remind you guys about MyBookie.ag. Basketball, obviously football, baseball, hockey, it doesn't matter. They have all sports covered for you guys. October is the only month of the year that all four major sports are going at the same time. What better to get into the game than heading over to MyBookie.ag? If you're looking ahead to the Florida game in a little over a week, that line is down to five and a half. So if you're feeling lucky with our dogs, go ahead, head over to MyBookie.ag and put some money down. Put your money where your mouth is. We've teamed up with MyBookie this October to give you this great offer. Sign up at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code OVERTIME, and they're going to match your first deposit completely. Again, it's the promo code OVERTIME. It's that easy. Just type in OVERTIME, and new users get their first deposit doubled. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. And finally, the last of our newcomers is a guy named Jaquan Walton. And really, other than telling you he was a top 100 prospect and that he displayed really good athleticism in high school, I can't give you all that much info on him. Uh, He only played two minutes of garbage duty in the exhibition game and didn't really do much in those two minutes. I think he took two shots, didn't make either one of them. 
But uh, I did watch him play some in high school, watched some tape of him, and, and he's athletic. He's 6'7", 205, needs to add some muscle to his frame. There's no doubt there. But he is athletic. He can shoot the three a little bit. Saw him do that at the high school level. But he's just not as ready to contribute as physically as Kamara or Brown are right now. He's just not quite there yet. But he's like I said, he's a good athlete. I still think he's another one of those guys. There's that same trend. He's a guy that I think will be a good player if he stays in the program long term. Uh, and just grows and develops. I'm not sure how much of a contributor he will be this year, but he he's a guy that I think if he sticks with us for a couple years and doesn't transfer, that he can grow into a pretty good player and again be one of those program-type guys. But if a guy only plays like two minutes in the exhibition game when we're getting a lot of guys playing time, you have to think that there's not much of a plan for him to see significant action this year. And I could be wrong. Maybe uh, as the season goes on in practice, he gets better and better and he finds his way in the lineup. Maybe, but... Uh, I think in at least that one game setting, I don't expect him to be too much of a contributor this year, at least not as much as some of the other guys. All right, now let's move on to the returning players, the guys that you know and may or may not love. And uh, we're going to start with Tyree Crump. And guys, Tyree Crump is what Tyree Crump is. And he showed that in the exhibition game. You guys know he's a good three-point shooter. That's what he does. He's a good three-point shooter with range. He shoots between you know 33 and 35% on the on in his career. He'll pull up and shoot from anywhere at any time, even if the average person would classify it as an ill-advised shot. He has no conscience from three, no doubt at all. Uh, and when guys try to close on him, he will occasionally put on the floor and try to take it to the rim. He did a, a better job of that in the exhibition game. Give him credit there. Uh, he's also typically a liability on defense. All of that was on full display against Valdosta State. He started, played 24 minutes, started the two-guard position. He went. He ended up going 5 of 11 and 2 of 7 from 3 with 16 points in the night, so a solid night from the field. And outside of Edwards, I'd still say probably the second-best shooter on the team and will play a lot. He's going to play a lot. He'll play more than he ever has in his Georgia career. And make no mistake about it, he is the kind of guy that's going to get us on our feet at times, the long-range threes when he catches fire, but he will also leave us shaking our heads at times, complaining about his shot selection. That's just what Tyree Crump is. That's what he has been, and that's what he showed, at least in this exhibition game. But he is a guy that's a returner. He's a veteran presence, uh, a leader on the team, and I, I'm very glad that we have him on this team because he's a guy that can stretch and, stretch the defense and, and give us some options out there from the perimeter. Uh, now, next up, we got got Sean Hammonds. Again, again, I want to qualify this is only a very small sample size but Rayshon Hammonds looks like he is continuing to take strides and that's what he's done he's gotten better and better with each season he started really hot last season then kind of tailed off in SEC play and dealt with an injury for much of the last part of the season but last year he was very much improved over his freshman season he raised his three-point field goal percentage from 28 percent to 36 percent last year and his overall shooting percentage went up to 54 percent from the field he actually doubled his scoring output from six points in his freshman year to 12 points last year and it looks like he's ready to take another step this year and we desperately need him to if we really truly want to try to contend for an NCAA tournament berth we have to have a second scoring option behind Anthony Edwards we have to and I think Hammonds is clearly that guy. You know, on any given night, it could be Tyree Crump, maybe even Jordan Harris. But I think consistently, it's probably going to be Rayshon Hammonds. At 6'9", 235, he is big enough to bang inside the four. But he's also skilled and athletic enough to put the ball on the floor or score from the perimeter. He's, he's shown all of that. And he can also be a good physical rebounder. I think he's an underrated rebounder. He can get physical in there. Now, he has gotten out of control at times in the past and hasn't always had the best feel when he puts the ball on the floor. But he looked really impressive on 
on Friday, and we need him to be a 12 to 15-ish point a night guy, and I think he can definitely deliver on that. I think we'll see that from this year. So I'm excited about Hammonds and the strides. I think he's going to continue to make throughout his career. He's one of those guys. One of those. He's what I'm talking about, those program-type guys where you, you flash some talent as a true freshman. You get in the starting lineup. You play some. You make some plays, but you get a lot better your sophomore year, and hopefully now in your junior year, you take even a bigger step and are ready to be a major contributor for this Georgia basketball team. So definitely excited to have him back this year as a junior. And just a quick reminder that today's episode of the Glory UGA podcast is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ, the brand new streaming sports news network. It's live 24-7 and costs you absolutely nothing. That's right. It's sports coverage that's always on and always free. And you really can't beat the variety. You can find any length of show on any sport out there, whether it's college football, college basketball coming in a couple weeks, NBA is just getting started, Major League Baseball is in its postseason, wrapping up its season, NHL is going right now. It doesn't matter what sport, it doesn't matter if you only have a minute, you have 30 minutes, you have an hour, it's got everything you need for whatever you are looking for. And what I love most is that there are no fake debates, no contrived conversation. It's just sports for real sports fans at the great price of completely free. You don't even have to log in. That's the great thing. You don't have to log in or sign up for anything. There's no headaches. All you have to do is download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. And next up, we've got Jordan Harris. It's always been kind of frustrating to watch him play because he's actually really athletic, but he is a very clumsy athlete. That's the only way I can describe him is clumsy. You know, he's the kind of guy that'll just like trip on a breakaway, or fall over his own two feet. He gets all like overextended. He's just a clumsy player. I thought it's weird. Really athletic, but also clumsy at the same time. You don't really see that all that often. But he is a good athlete. And because of that, he is what I would say our best defender. I think it's pretty clear he's our best defender, at least our best perimeter defender. And he's also developed into a, a pretty solid three-point shooter over the years. He's actually, believe it or not, statistically a better three-point shooter than Tyree Crump. He shot 45% from three as a true freshman and 41.5% last year, while Crump has never broken 38% from three in his career. He just doesn't have the range that Tyree Crump has. He'll, he'll take better shots than Crump does. I think that's part of the problem with, with Crump's uh, three-point shooting percentage is that he just takes some really bad shots. He can shoot it, but he just takes some really bad shots at times. So if his, if his shot selection cleans up a little bit, then I, then I expect that number to go up for Crump. But when Harris puts the ball on the floor, that's when I get scared. I reflexively turn away in horror because in the past, Harris has been absolutely clueless when he tries to go to the rim, which is really unfortunate because he is such a good athlete that you would think he could use that to his advantage and finish well at the rim. But man, I I lost count long, long ago at the number of times he's just driven wildly into the lane with no idea at all what he wants to do, only to end up being called for the charge, and oftentimes in critical situations. And I'm like shell-shocked by it at this point. At this point, every time he puts the ball on the floor with the intent to take it to the rim, from the very first dribble, I just kind of throw my hands up, start cursing, and just assume it's going to be a turnover. Oh, Jordan here, that's, that's kind of me. I'm, I'm the old man who does that. Uh, but I, I have to give him credit. He actually did look at least a little bit more confident and capable putting the ball on the floor in the exhibition game. I'm not ready yet, not at all, to say his issues are a thing of the past with that small sample, but it was at the very least encouraging. So glad to have Jordan back. He's a good defender. I think he's going to work himself. I actually think he's going to work himself in the starting lineup at some point, much like he did 
uh, most of the second half of last season. He ended up playing 16 minutes in the exhibition, scored five points, but he did have a plus 15 plus or minus in that game. He was actually one of only two players with Severe Wheeler to have a double-digit plus or minus in that exhibition game. So he's just, he's a good all-around player. He does the little things. He hustles. Uh, I really like him. I do think he's going to work himself in that starting lineup at some point in this year. I predict that. I could be wrong, but I think he will. Uh, and finally, our last player to go over here is Amanze Ingumezi. This dude has the athletic profile and the potential to be really, really good. And he has some nice skills too. He's got a little, a sweet, smooth little jump shot. He showed the ability to step out and hit from three last year. Not consistently. He only shot 27% from three last year, but he did show the, the ability to at least hit those shots. He's 6'9", 235. So he's got a really good frame. He's a powerful guy. He can rebound in there. I'm really high on his potential athletically. But the problem is he has just been a little bit of a head case the first part of his career. He had a couple of meltdowns on the bench last year, and I also heard behind the scenes from people who would know that he can just be tough to deal with at times. And there was a thought that he might end up transferring or be asked to transfer at the end of last year, but he's he's kind of turned around a little bit. He did have a mini meltdown on the bench in the exhibition. I'm still not sure why he was so upset, but he came off the court and he He's just like freaking out, man. He's all all upset, bad by language, gesticulating wildly. He sits down on the bench. Like he continues to complain to I forget who it was next to him, but just kind of goes on and on and on like the rest of the game. And I don't think he got back in after that. So he has those like mini meltdowns, like emotionally um, and mentally. He's just got he's not there yet. But if he can get that stuff straightened out, he has the athleticism and the potential to be good for us. I think he can be a really good player for us. He's just got to get that stuff straightened out. Uh, but all right, that's everybody who will or might contribute this year. As for the big picture, guys, we are so young and so inexperienced. I mean, we only have four guys returning from last year's team. We have seven newcomers. We have multiple true freshmen who will be starting or at the very least playing major roles for us because they have to. And, and that's not all that uncommon in college hoops these days. You know, the Dukes and the Kentuckys of the world, they deal with this on an annual basis and they seem to do all right. But the thing is, while our guys are top 100 guys, a lot of these newcomers, in college basketball, there is a big difference between top 100 guys and top 10 guys. Like, a big difference. It's not like college football. I got a top 10 guy, top 100 guy. Sometimes it might not be that much of a difference. But in college basketball, there is a pretty significant difference. There's a gap. And the Edwards, don't like, don't get me wrong. He's ready for prime time. I'm not talking about him. He's ready for prime time. He's ready for the NBA right now. Everybody else, though, they, they have they have some work to do. The potential upside is there. It's there. But there is also rawness that we're going to have to work through and that we're going to have to develop. So I think the non-conference portion of the schedule could be rough, especially with the trip to Maui. I'm totally pumped that the Georgia basketball program is in the Maui Invitational. But if you guys aren't aware of this, both Kansas and Michigan State are also in the Maui Invitational field. We do open with Dayton and Maui, which could be a winnable game. But if we do somehow win that game... We would be playing the winner of Virginia Tech and Michigan State. And guys, Michigan State and Kansas could easily, and actually it might be likely, they're going to be the number one and number two teams in the preseason this year. So if we end up winning that first game in Dayton, which would be great, we're going to play Michigan State, and that's just going to be ugly if it ends up happening. But uh, but if we do beat Dayton, and let's say we lose to uh, Michigan State, we would likely end up playing UCLA in the third place game. So if we can come out of Maui, with a win or two would be incredible, but at least a win, that would be huge, especially if, if one of those wins is that first game against Dayton because uh, having a chance to take the third-place trophy in that game, I mean, hey, I know it's not much, but it's it's something, right? That's a really good positive step in the right direction for this young, young Georgia basketball team. But 
if we can get through the non-con schedule, and that includes that trip to Maui, it also includes a home game against Georgia Tech, and also true road games at Arizona State and Memphis, who looks like they're going to be a really good team this year with the way Penny Hardaway is recruiting. And uh, so that that's a pretty tough non-con slate, but if we can get out of that non-conference schedule with like four or fewer losses, and maybe even five losses, we might actually have a shot to get into the tournament because I think this young team will be a different team after the new year once conference play starts. I think we have the talent, especially with a guy like Anthony Edwards on your team, who is a true difference maker. I think we have the, the ability to finish in the top half of the SEC, and with the right wins, we might have a chance to end up on the bubble. I would kind of compare it to Oklahoma a couple years ago with Trey Young. That team was not really all that good outside of Trey Young that year. They had some decent pieces to compliment him, a couple of shooters like Brady Manick, but he was that team. Make no mistake, he was that team. Now, they faded down the stretch, and they went as Trey Young went, but Trey Young was at least good enough to get them onto the bubble and ultimately into the NCAA tournament. I think Anthony Edwards could do that for us this year. And honestly, I think our supporting cast is pretty solid. The, the young guys will certainly be a work in progress. I'm not trying to suggest they won't be. They will very much be a work in progress. A lot, They're raw in different ways, but it'll take a little bit of time. But they will improve as time goes on. And I actually really like our returning players. We don't have any superstars that are returning, but we have some, some guys that can be big contributors for us this year. There aren't many of them, but Hammonds absolutely can be Robin to Edwards' as Batman. Uh, and Jordan Harris is a really good perimeter defender. Tyree Crump stretches defenses and can catch fire and, and even win you a game at times. While Ngamezi, he's a really talented player that will at worst be a good depth piece for us with, with a higher upside than even that. Now, Florida and Kentucky in the SEC, they are national title contenders. Both those teams are. It sucks that Florida's back there, but they're going to be really good this year. We always know about Kentucky. But I do think Tennessee takes a step back this year after losing their three best players in Jordan Bone, Williams, and Admiral Schofield. Auburn has recruited well, but they're also losing their top three players in Bryce Brown, Jared Harper, and Chuma Okiki. LSU is going to be solid with Javante Smart and uh, Skylar Mays, but they lost Tremont Waters, who was the engine of that LSU offense. Alabama will be decent in Nate Oates' first year on the job, but I think we can compete with them. And Arkansas and Ole Miss are kind of in the same boat there. I think that we can compete with those teams. I really do. Arkansas is working a new coach with Eric Musselman coming over from Nevada. Ole Miss is going to have Kermit Davis back in his second year on the job. And they're both going to be good teams, but I really believe with Edwards and the supporting cast, we can be right there with those teams pushing to finish in the top half of the SEC. And by top half, guys, I mean like, sixth or seventh in the league. And I'm not talking about like top three or four. I don't see any way that's going to happen. I think top six, top seven, right there in the middle of the pack, I think that's possible. And if that ends up happening, that should put us firmly on the bubble. But we'll see. Uh, It should be fun. And I I would say I'm looking forward to the basketball season, except that would mean the football season is almost over. And I just don't want to even go there right now. I'm just not ready for that yet. It, It goes too fast. Not ready for that. But uh, thanks for listening to me, guys, talking about Georgia basketball. We are still very much in football mode, obviously, and we will be in that mode all the way through December. And football is always our number one priority. It doesn't matter what time of year. We'll always be covering football. It's a year-round thing for us. But we will also try to work in some basketball here and there over the next couple of months when we can. But once we hit the new year, we're going to have you guys covered with Georgia basketball talk. We'll be your go-to place for that. We will talk more Georgia basketball than any other outlet out there. I, I can tell you that. Whether you like that or not, we'll be talking a lot of Georgia basketball, along with Georgia football as well. Again, that's a year-round thing. That doesn't stop. But we'll also be talking some Georgia basketball uh, in the winter months. But uh, we will be back to our regular scheduled football programming 
with our Picks of the Week episode tomorrow leading into the Georgia-Florida week next week. So exciting times ahead. But uh, I'm Tyler. You guys know that. Check back with us later this week for the Picks Show. I'll be back with Charlie and another guest host. But as always, go dogs. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.